Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. I mean, he has made clear that uh, uh, the answer is, I believe he has in the past essentially acknowledged that he was, uh, there are certain things that he would do or did do. But look, um, when I was asked that question on air, I answered it honestly, but it's not much of a I, I, I don't think it matters a whole lot in terms of this next meeting we're about to have. The second question was really. I'd verify first and then trust. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the president of the United States, the, the president with the most votes ever by the way, of the United States. And according to him, this past weekend when we had the G7 summit, you know, this stupid fucking political theater horseshit that we do every year, that man right there, President Joe Biden, on Sunday said that the United States restored its presence on the world stage as he used his first overseas trip since taking office to connect with a new generation of leaders from some of the world's most powerful countries and more closely unite allies on addressing the coronavirus pandemic and China's trade and labor practices. So that's just one of the uh, goofy topics we'll be covering today from the uh, bumbling Biden. But welcome back, everybody. This is the Peddling Fiction Podcast, and I am your host and fearless leader, the purveyor of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. Hope everyone had a nice weekend. Hopefully you were uh, a little more together than Joe Biden was during this summit. A little more put together than Joe Biden was and a little more present and cognizant of what day it was and where you were and what you were trying to do. I had a pretty good weekend myself. It is officially the, I think the rain season is here and man, is it hot. We've had a, a couple storms over the last few days. You really got to be careful, man. These storms kind of come out of nowhere. They, uh, the winds will just change on a dime and really pick up speed. Like one minute, they're blowing, you know, east to west. Not very hard, you know, a nice breeze or whatever. And then 30 seconds later, they are blowing west to east. It's, you know, it's like 40 mile an hour winds and, uh, you know, cabanas and stuff are flying into the pool. Pretty crazy stuff to watch. But other than that, everything is good over here. And I have just sort of a lot of random stories in the stack here that I kind of wanted to talk about. We'll see how many I can get through given my proclivity to be somewhat long-winded. Most of them focus on Biden being a bumbling idiot and just this this dementia like fully setting in. And just the idea that we're, we're, we're all supposed to pretend that he's fine, that this is no big deal. He is restoring America's place at the table among world leaders. And everyone's saying, like, oh, he's like so much more... Uh, presidential and easier to work with than Donald Trump. Uh, I'm sure he is very easy to work with because he has no fucking idea what's going on. I guarantee you he doesn't know what day of the week it is. And halfway through a conversation with somebody, he'll agree to just about anything. He, has, he doesn't remember what was said 45 seconds ago. And as, as somebody who <laughs> tends to forget 
a, a lot of stuff. I you know I I do sympathize with him to some degree, but my God, dude, I just don't understand how anybody can take this guy seriously. How somebody could vote for a guy like this that is just so clearly out of it, and it's only going to get exponentially worse, but. They're doing a hell of a job trying to just sort of cover up or like paper mache over this over this issue. And the G7 summit, for anybody that, that doesn't know, is just this this stupid thing that we do where these the seven largest economy countries that allegedly get together, although China's not in it. So um, they're, you know, not only do they have a huge economy, but I, I think they have the like the largest population in the world too so they've ne- they've never been um invited to a place at that table russia was in it but then we kicked them out so we had the g8 for a while and then they kicked russia out after the um uh, a- after they they took over crimea uh i don't know what was that like five years ago or something like that so now it, it's let me see i think it's canada france italy the uk japan germany and the united states is that is that seven? I, I think that's who the members are, and they get together and they, you know, they all fly around in their their private jets to talk about climate change and how we're going to use the government. We're gonna use all of these governments. We're gonna coordinate together to solve all of these problems that around the world governments have created. It's always pretty funny to me that um, no matter how many fucking problems governments create, somehow. In their warped minds and the the warped minds of everyone that buys into this whole political structure, they're gonna they're gonna get together and they're gonna figure this out and they're gonna you know strike up some new deals and some new agreements and they're just gonna make everything better, right? I I, I heard we pledged a bunch of vaccines to give you know a couple hundred million, five hundred million vaccines to give to other countries or something like that. But let's hope they're not the uh, expired doses that people in uh, was it Times square we're getting i think 900 people or so 899 people was the headline i saw we're giving some expired jabs <laughs> um your, your government at work ladies and gentlemen and it, it really just it, it never ceases to amaze me you know all of these problems that we face if you haven't noticed the theme of this podcast are in one way shape or a for, or form related to government can be traced back to government they are the the biggest problem that we face is always something that the government did and they're always the result of government being way too big and of course now we we get together with the the biggest governments in the world right to to form this like huge conglomerate leviathan of a of a government uh whatever the hell you want to call it and even though they can't pass legislation or anything like that they're um, they're somehow gonna strike all of these deals, these non-binding agreements, and you know, commit to to do certain things to you know help save the world, one uh, government at a time or something like that. It's it's all very ridiculous. But the, um, the 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 main focus, at least for me, was just to watch Biden try to stumble his way through this entire thing. Every day, it was like a new headline. That Biden, you know, fucked something up completely or he just like here he is trying to stumble through a sentence. And we will play that clip again here in a minute where he just completely loses his train of thought and just stands there for like one of the longest pregnant pauses I've ever seen. (laughs) And then he just starts mumbling on and on about nonsensical stuff that nobody really understands. And this is uh, this is our guy. He's gonna build it back better. <laughs> and man, it really is just um, it, it is a very interesting time to be alive and to just be following this sort of thing. But it, before that, he he confused uh, Syria and Libya three times in less than two minutes. But the, the this article that I have here from the uh, AP News is is really unbelievable. Just how how little attention it get it gives to the fact that joe biden is has full-blown dementia and has no idea what planet he's on it goes on and on for like i i don't know 15 or 30 paragraphs 
like paragraph after paragraph after paragraph about all, all this great stuff that Biden was doing, right? He wrapped up the three days of what he called an extraordinary collaborative and productive meeting. There was genuine enthusiasm for his engagement. America's back in the business of leading the world alongside nations who share our most deeply held values, blah, 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 blah. I think we've made progress in reestablishing American credibility among our closest friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you made a lot of progress there, Joe. A lot of progress. So much progress. This is like all of the winning that Donald Trump was going to be doing, is, is all the progress and um, credibility that Joe Biden's reestablishing. I mean, this is like this whole thing is just one big political circle jerk. He, he comes back and he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to give away 500 billion or 500 million doses of the vaccine to low income countries. And other leaders are going to donate a billion doses and maybe we can donate a billion one day. It's the right thing to do. And he fought. Biden also fought for leaders' joint statements to include specific language criticizing China's use of forced labor and other human rights abuses as he worked to cast the rivalry with Beijing as the defining competition for the 21st century. It's like, ooh, ooh, yeah, you go get those Chinese with your tough joint statements. Like, that's going to fucking do anything. This is just all so ridiculous. And it, it's weird that all of these... <laughs> All of these countries are sort of on the same page with like, we have to pretend like Joe Biden is like 100% lucid and all there and he's just so much better than Donald Trump. <laughs> and like, this is like the whole thing. Most European allies had been disenchanted with President Trump's grumbling of global freeloaders and espousing an America first policy. And so the article goes on to talk about how he's got the support from... British Prime Minister and uh, Macron over in France, they all love Joe Biden and he's so much better than Donald Trump and all of this stuff. You know, it's just so refreshing to have somebody who's willing to cooperate, right? They, you know, professional politicians, people that are in the swamp, whether it's our swamp over here or the swamp over in the UK, they all love each other, right? They, they don't like outsiders. It's the same thing. Uh, it's the same thing globally as it is here locally with our politics. And so they, they you know, the, the whole framing of this article is all about how it's so good to have, you know, this professional politician back in there who's going to work with all of these countries. And at the very bottom, the, the second, was it the second to last, uh, or maybe like the second to last paragraph here, or I don't know, these aren't even really paragraphs. I don't know how they structure these articles anymore. Sometimes they just write one sentence and then create like a new paragraph and write two sentences. Over at the bottom, it's like, at a news conference, Biden briefly confused Syria and Libya when he described the importance of providing humanitarian aid to countries torn apart by civil war. It was among a handful of verbal stumbles the president made. Biden then traveled to the Windsor Castle for a private audience with the Queen, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it just goes on. And then, you know, if you if you just read this article, it's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. He just, you know, he just briefly confused them. But we'll, we'll let's play some clips, shall we, of the um, of the most popular president in American history where um, we can work together with Russia, for example, uh, in uh, in Libya, we should be opening up the the the, the passes to be able to go through and provide uh, provide uh, um, food assistance and economic assistance, I mean, vital assistance to uh, a population that's in real trouble. I think I'm going to try very much hard to, uh, it, it is, and by the way, there's places where, I shouldn't be starting off and negotiating in public here, but let me say it this way. Russia has engaged in activities which are, we believe are contrary to international norms. But they have also um, uh, bitten off some real problems they're going to have trouble chewing on. And, for example, the rebuilding of, uh, of, uh, of Syria, of, uh, of Libya, of, you know, this is, they're there. And as long as they're there without the ability to bring about some order in the, in the region, and you can't do that very well without providing for the basic economic needs of people. So I'm hopeful that we can find an accommodation 
that where we can save the lives of people in, for example, in, uh, in Libya, uh, that, uh, so, so there you go. That's about, um, as clear as mud, would you say? Um, uh, you know, he keeps, he does this thing that I, I've never seen before with, with anybody really at, at like speaking publicly, but especially a, a politician and like a career politician at that, even though he's never been really good at this, but he has this, like, it's like while he's trying to give a, a speech, while he's trying to give a press conference, he also has this like internal dialogue going on with himself. Like, you know, he's trying to tell himself what not to do so he doesn't look like an idiot, but he says it out loud. Like the one point where he's like, well, I shouldn't be, uh, how did he put it? Where he's like, I shouldn't be starting out here by negotiating in public, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> Just like. Oh my god, it is everything that I thought was going to be the first year of the Biden presidency. Uh, when they do let him speak, he is going to have so many of these moments. And we're just going to kind of gloss over it like he's all there. Like he wasn't just jumping around from random thoughts. And he didn't he didn't really finish any of them either. He would start talking about something and he just sort of trails off. Oh, and then by the way, um, well, I shouldn't be saying this, but uh, I'll say it anyway. And it's not going to make any sense. But blah, 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 blah. And people are, you know, people look up to this guy. He, he is, like it or not, the, the leader of the free world, uh, so-called free world. And he got more votes than any uh, American president in the history of the republic. But that, that one is just sort of par for the course for Joe Biden. There's not, like He just does that all the time. The, the one that I played at the top of the show, which we're going to listen to it again just because it is such a disaster, <laughs> where he just completely falls apart in the middle of it. Like, not only is it completely incoherent, but he also just falls apart, completely crumbles in the middle of it and just loses his train of thought, has no idea what, what's going on, forgets the question. I mean, this would be a complete disaster by any other measurement of a politician or just the public speaker or anything. Like, this would be the, the most humiliating moment of a public speaker's life, uh, you know, a uh, career or whatever. And we're, we're all just pretending like this is, this is perfectly normal. Nothing to see here. I mean, could you imagine? Yeah. I mean, there, there was plenty of stuff that you could make fun of Donald Trump for, for saying, like he would say stupid shit all the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, like injecting yourself with like Lysol or whatever to fight the coronavirus. And shit like that. But it would always be on like one train of thought, right? It, it was a retarded train of thought a lot of the times, but he, he at least knew what the topic was and he was just going to sort of talk off the off the top of his head and uh, just say a bunch of like idiotic Donald Trumpian things. <laughs> but they, like you could at least understand what he was saying and he could put the words together without fumbling around and just going completely silent for a couple minutes. Could you imagine if the, the, the corporate press gave Joe Biden half the scrutiny or treatment that, that, Joe, uh, that Donald Trump got when he would be on the world stage trying to you know put America back uh, on the world st stage and get our credibility back and take us seriously now because we don't have this goofy cartoonish orange bad man in the office anymore we've got a real serious politician and this is our serious politician a guy that cannot answer a simple fucking question can't talk for a minute without completely collapsing anyway let's go ahead and roll it what do you say to Vladimir Putin <laughs> Answer the first question. <laughs> I'm laughing too. They actually, I. Uh, well, look. I mean, he has made clear that uh, uh, the answer is, I believe, he has in the past essentially acknowledged that he was. Uh, there are certain things that he would do or did do. But look, um, when I was asked that question on air, I answered it honestly. But it's not much of a I, I, I don't think it matters a whole lot in terms of this next meeting we're about to have. 
The second question was related. I'd verify first and then trust. <laughs> oh God, it never gets old. It never gets old for me. Um, look, he has made clear something. Uh, we, we don't know what he's making. Apparently it isn't that clear because it took him about 40 seconds to think of something else to say. And then he came up with nothing, nothing that was made really clear. So uh, the, the question was like, you know, about him calling Putin a killer or whatever. It was just such a stupid thing to uh, still be talking about. But uh, by the way, I didn't edit that clip, right? Like that was the real amount of time that he stood up there with a blank stare on his face trying to figure out what to say or, or maybe he's waiting i don't know if he's got like an earpiece in and he's waiting for like somebody to give him an answer to the question and there was a bad connection or something i don't know <laughs> it's just so funny to watch him his his brain i mean we shouldn't be laughing at just a a, a senile old man but I, I don't know what else to do at this point like this whole thing is cartoonish we went from donald trump like this cartoonish buffoon who was like the ultimate the ultimate freestyler like he would just start talking about whatever he had he never had anything planned you, you know if he was reading from a teleprompter it was like blatantly obvious and just like not nearly as entertaining it's not what Donald Trump was about like he would just like to get up there and just starts riffing off the crowd and, and saying like whatever comes to mind and we go from that to a guy that can't even think of like he's been asked this question a bunch of times and he can't even get like the rehearsed answer to work out. He can't even remember just the the one th the answer to that question that he's been asked like 30 times already. Like, what what do I say to this? And he just like his brain just melts down and he cannot. He cannot handle unscripted questions. Remember a couple, was it like a month or so ago when he gave his first press conference after like three months in office? He, he had like a very specific list of, of reporters that he was going to ask. Like he was not going to ask anybody else except these like seven reporters. And he had like a, a chart with their pictures and names on it and everything. Like that is the best that Joe Biden can be. And when you go off script and he gets like a random question or something like that, and he has to actually try to think about something, that is the brain of the most powerful man in America working right there. That is it. And you know what else is like between him and Kamala Harris, neither of them can do any of this. It's it's really unbelievable. Like they both just have this nervous, awkward laugh when they get hit with a question that they don't have an answer to. He just started laughing randomly at that question that he should have been probably prepared for. It's not the first time he'd heard it. And then he just laughs and just I, I, I just starts talking about nonsense. Uh, Kamala Harris does the exact same thing. Well, she just laughs even longer. She basically just laughs until uh, like hoping that if she laughs long enough, people will forget the, that there was a question even asked. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys, you probably have already listened to it by now, but it was... An episode of Part of the Problem, uh, not this last one, but the one the one I think before it, where they tried to play the clip of Kamala Harris giving that interview about why she wasn't going to the border and why she was in Guatemala, and they edited out the fucking part where she where she tried to answer the question. Unbelievable. Anyway, neither of them can do any of this. They're they are like seriously. The, the combination of the two of them it has got to be one of the worst combinations of competent politicians I've ever seen. With Biden, it's just like, okay, this this guy is like, who who knows like what this guy is actually comprehending now? This is kind of getting scary. Like, it's scary when you watch somebody just um, devolve into full-blown Alzheimer's. And that's what we're watching happen right before our eyes. And Kamala Harris isn't like a, a complete idiot, but man, is she just bad at being a politician? Like she's just so bad at it, just so incompetent and unable to answer questions, even in like that stupid politician-y way. Like, don't if you're gonna be a professional politician, don't you go to like bullshitting school where you can just kind of like 
talk around in circles about nothing, but it makes sense kind of on the surface until you really think about it. And you just babble on and on and on until, you know, they move on to the next question. She can't do that either. She and Joe Biden would both come out like they try to have like some snarky comeback or something if they don't like the question and it just falls like flat on its face. Like the, the interview that she was doing, the the guy asked her, he's like, well, you haven't been to the border. Why haven't you been to the border? And she's like, we have been to the border. And he's like, but you haven't been to the border. And then she goes, well, I haven't been to Europe either or, or something like that. It's just like, what? It doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't know, man. Even I, I don't know how much longer they're going to leave Joe Biden in there. I remember when I was on, uh, I, I think it was I did Buck Johnson's thing that he does for his like supporting listeners, his Patreon supporters. And I think I'm pretty sure it was that show where we had, we gave a prediction how long Biden would last. They thought, I think they had him gone before the summer started. I can't remember. I had like the longest projection. I, I said, he, I think he'd make it till like week, week, I say week six of the NFL or something like that. I, I, I still think he might hang around till then, but I don't think it's going to be much longer than that. If he has to do any more of these appearances, I mean, this is like, it must be so fucking funny to be one of his handlers. Like, there's also another clip that that surfaced, and it doesn't really make much sense to play the audio of it because it's just, it's him just sort of wandering around this, like, I don't know if it's a terrace or something. Like, it looked like people were eating or whatever. And he just, he's just like this confused old man wandering around. And somebody asks him a question, and he, like, starts getting all confused and then jill just comes like running up and grabs him and like escorts him out of there it must be absolutely hilarious to be in his inner circle trying to control this guy trying to make him seem like he's not a complete senile old person that belongs he belongs in a home like he had he needs like nursing care right like i wouldn't trust him with a hot plate he he should he wouldn't be allowed to use the microwave. He wouldn't be allowed to touch anything in the kitchen. And yet, this is the president of the United States. It, it really is unbelievable. And then you know, a couple weeks ago, there was that picture that surfaced where they have a fucking fake steering wheel in his car to make it look like he can drive a car. But that actually, if you look at the background, you can see the Secret Service guy is actually driving the car. It's like one of those um. The, uh, the driver's ed cars. It's like an SUV version of that where it's like, okay, you can, uh, you can drive for a second, but then I'm going to take over the controls. And I bet you it's even less of a, a, a less of a car than that. It's like, it probably just has the steering wheel and the steering wheel doesn't actually do anything. The, the driver's ed car, you can like relinquish control to either side. But, uh, that one, I guarantee you, he's not actually controlling anything. Like I, I mean, this whole thing is just absolutely fucking hilarious to watch. I, I love it when politics gets exposed for just how ridiculous it is. And if you're and this is why, you know, you've seen those polls like of um, Democratic voters and everything like they have completely checked out. Nobody is watching news coverage of him. They don't want they're just burying their heads in the sand and they're just waiting for this to be over. Like it didn't matter. You could have seriously run a broomstick with a fucking bucket for a head against Donald Trump and they would have voted for it. They would have voted for that. And, you know, you'd probably get more satisfying answers from that thing too. But I, I mean, this is just un- like the CNN reporter. All he's, he's like, do you still believe he's a killer? Because that's what he said in the past. And he doesn't even have an answer for that. It's like, dude, then just do it, pull a Donald Trump and be like, no, no, I, I, I asked an answer. Next question or something. I'll just stand there like an idiot. And then the, yeah, the, the, so the second part of the question that he, he forgot was, do you believe if he does agree to cooperate, meaning Vladimir Putin, then what kind of challenge do you find yourself in? How would you ever trust him? And if Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify, what do you say to Vladimir Putin? And he says, I verify, then trust. <laughs> that's, uh, that's one of those brilliant snarky comebacks from, from the uh, completely stable Joe Biden. 
Anyway, man, I I don't know this this whole thing is just it, it it's just coming apart. It's unraveling completely. Have I I can't imagine trying to cover this like these reporters. How do you take this seriously? How can anybody take this seriously? I mean, I get it. You know, I have the bias. I already thought this whole thing was a fucking ridiculous joke, but now it like actually is ridiculous. But this is like people think that this is less embarrassing than Donald Trump being like a, a bloviating cartoon character. I, I don't know, man. It's a I don't know what's more embarrassing, but he does have I think tomorrow he's got a meeting with Vladimir Putin. So this is like a whole big showdown, right? Russia and the U.S. And usually after that, I don't know if you remember these. The uh, well, like when Trump would do it, they'd both you know, both the politicians sit there and they take questions at the same time. You know, it's like one back and one. You know, they go back and forth answering questions for the press. Biden's not doing that. No, no, he's going to do a solo press conference, and that will be well. We'll see. You know, he his first con- uh, press conference wasn't too bad. But you, you could tell that there is just no way he's going to leave them in a, in a room with Vladimir Putin. So you can see that, you know, the, the tough guy, Joe Biden, with his aviators against like a legitimate killer in Vladimir Putin. Like the, the difference between the like the juxtaposition of those two is just the optics of it would be way too bad, way too bad. Like you can't have those two. One's completely lucid and, and pretty sharp. And the other one is just a a bumbling, stumbling old man who makes he makes thinking and talking look so difficult. You just wish that they would let the man rest, like just just leave him alone. I don't know. I mean, as entertaining as this stuff is like this poor old man, just let him give him a cup of milk, warm cup of milk. Uh, and a, a glass of shut the hell off and just put him to bed already. Uh, it really is just unfucking believable. Anyway, um, that's that's way more of that than I thought we would go into. Do I have any more clips of him just bumbling around? I, I think we get the point. So let's uh, just take a quick second here and thank our sponsor for today's show. And as I stare down at my evening cup of coffee to give me a nice little boost for today's episode. I'm longing for the days of the Lorenzotti deliveries I would get in Chicago. That's right, our friends over at Lorenzotti, Italy, delivering premium Italian coffee and coffee brewing supplies right to your doors. Go check these guys out at Lorenzotti.coffee. That's L-O-R, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee. My promo code is FICTION. Make sure you use that so they know I sent you and you will get 10% off your order. These guys have been fantastic supporters of this show, so please go support them. You need to support the sponsors who help make this show possible. They've got a good product. It comes in very nice packaging. Even if you're not a coffee drinker, you know, Father's Day is right around the corner. Everybody's old man drinks coffee, right? Get your old man some coffee for next Sunday. He can brew up some Italian coffee, get the paper, you know, sit there, be an old man, reading the paper and drinking coffee. The perfect Father's Day, right? So go do that right now so they can get it to you in time. That's Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code FICTION. All right, let's see. What else do I have in the stack here? Um, oh, yeah, the John Stewart rant on fucking Colbert. I thought was fucking hilarious. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but apparently, I think this was blowing up on Twitter, and it sent, you know, liberal Twitter into a tissy fit because... Tissy fit? Hissy fit. Into a tissy or a hissy fit. <laughs> and, you know, if you talk about Joe Biden long enough, you start to sound like him. Um... He just went ham on fucking Colbert and this whole idea of the uh, the coronavirus not originating from the lab leak, right? So he's gone full conspiracy theory now. He is 100% convinced that the lab link is the most likely scenario for uh, the, the most likely cause for the coronavirus pandemic spreading. And, you know, I... You know, I never really, well, I didn't watch a lot of uh, The Daily, was it The Daily Show with Jon Stewart? 
Um, I, I watched a little bit of it, but it wasn't like the thing that I watched every day. Like I remember seeing these polls where like an obscene amount of people would only get their news from the daily show. It would be like, I, I forget what the numbers were, but it was crazy. It was like 60% of people 18 to 34 get all of their news from the daily show. So that aspect of it kind of really bothered me that it was like, a new it was like kind of a news show that people were getting this like really slanted view of the news however the guy is fucking hilarious i mean he's always been funny even when he would talk about you know he even when he would get the story completely wrong and it would just be on a topic that i'm just like ah oh, dude this has been debunked like a million times and you're just like you're you're so off base on it he it was still really funny what he was doing and as far as i as far as i'm concerned like he was the best one of these guys in that sort of uh, arena you know of this like comedy news show type thing i don't know what you call it but he he's so much better than anybody that's out there today i i've always just thought he was funny even though i just I didn't agree with a lot of his his political views and things like that but that is the mark of of a good comedian you know somebody who can can make you laugh even when you you disagree with the whatever the topic is right or something like that or who's not afraid to um make jokes about all sides of a political spectrum or something like that um because there were times you know he, he wasn't just like strictly a hardcore liberal i'm only gonna you know side with them on every issue and this is a good example of that so let's just go ahead and and roll the tape before they take it down off of YouTube for misinformation, which by the way, um, I, I think I joked about the, in the Fauci emails thing that went just discussing what was in those emails was going to get me banned from YouTube again. And that that's exactly what happened. So, um, I, I forget what was in the clip that qualified as medical misinformation, but yeah, they pulled the clip. And they gave me another strike or whatever. I don't know. They can give me all the fucking strikes they want. They can go fuck themselves. But anyway, uh, let's let's get this out there. This will probably get us pulled off of YouTube again. So here we go. How do you feel about the science now? Well, so I will say this. I, I, and I honestly mean this. I think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science. Science has in many ways helped ease... Uh, the suffering of this pandemic, uh, which was more than likely caused by science. <laughs> so, and that's kind of. Hold on, was that? No, 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 no. <laughs> now, listen, listen. I'll, it's I'll, coffee. I wouldn't I'm, do that. I'm to you. I wouldn't for, do that to you. I'm so what, what do you? Takes, but, but what do you? What, 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 what do you mean? But do you mean like well, so this was, perhaps was, there's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance. Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh I, my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I just don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease <laughs> is the same name as the lab. That's just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they I, ask I, those scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> and you're like, no. I, you, you, the wait, name wait, of your lab... Wait. If you look at the name, look at the name... Can I... Let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the... Coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait, okay, a, wait, okay. A, wait a second. Wait a what second. about this? What about wait this? Listen to this. Wait a second. All right. John. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the <laughs> chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. That could be. That could be. 
That that could By be. The way, me... I gave them all tuberculosis. Yes. That could that could very well be. And Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins and NIH have said like it should definitely be investigated. Don't stop with the logic and people and things. The no, name of the disease. Wait a second. Wait a second. The building. Wait a second. But I, I, it could be possible. You could be right. It could be possible that they have the lab in Wuhan to study the novel coronavirus diseases because in Wuhan there are a lot of novel coronavirus diseases because of the bat population sure, no, there. I understand. It's, it's like the same. It's like, a wait local a specialty, and it's the only place to find bats. You won't find bats no, anywhere like else. Oh, why? wait. Austin, Texas has thousands of them that fly out of a cave every night. Every night at dusk. Is there a, a coronavirus, an Austin coronavirus? No, it doesn't seem to be an Austin coronavirus. <laughs> the only coronavirus we have is in Wuhan. Yes. Where they have a lab called... What's the lab called again, Stephen? The Wuhan what? Novel Coronavirus Lab. I believe that's uh -huh. the case. And now, how long have you worked for Senator Ron Johnson? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about Ron Johnson. This is not a conspiracy. Here's it, the thing it, about science. A, you could be right. Here's, you could be right. But this is the problem with science. <laughs> okay, so... You really should watch the actual video of that, too, just to see how uncomfortable Stephen Colbert is when he's going ham on this fucking Wuhan lab leak theory. Uh, it, it, you could just totally tell that he wanted nothing to do with it. He keeps trying to reel him in. Oh, John, 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 don't talk. Don't, you can't say that. Sh -sh -sh -sh, trying to shush him, trying to change the topic, trying to direct him away from, or at least get him to sort of soften the, the tone of it a little bit. And John Stewart's having none of it. And I dude, feel however you feel about the, the lab league theory. That was fucking funny, man. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. And you could tell, even the audience, which you got to imagine it's a pretty liberal audience that's going to watch Stephen Colbert, right? They were cracking up, man. It was really fucking funny. Absolutely hilarious. And then, of course, Twitter just goes fucking berserk because he's a science denier now and a conspiracy theorist, even though this uh, they must not have gotten the memo that this is now an acceptable mainstream theory, that you can talk about this now as long as it's... Uh, you don't get too into the medical misinformation and post it on YouTube. But you can actually consider whether or not this um, this theory has any merit. And of course, and you know, Colbert's like, oh yeah, it should be investigated. And you got to look at how uncomfortable. And he keeps trying to pull it back, and he's got to bring it back to like this mainstream narrative. Oh, how long have you been working for Ron Johnson? It's like, oh, this is a racist Trump bullshit, you know, uh, conspiracy theorist thing. But I, I thought this was comedic gold. I mean, it was hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. And it's even funnier because it's basically true. I mean, <laughs> it is absolutely ridiculous that, you know, it, usually the, the most obvious answer is the, the correct one, right? And it's just like, what's more likely to happen? Like, they have this lab that's studying this virus, and all of a sudden this virus makes the makes the jump to humans but no no no, we can't talk about that at least not for uh the six or seven months until we get trump out of office and then we can resume uh the possibility of it and talk about investigations but good good for uh john stewart man i just thought that was hilarious it was a great fucking rant but, you know the some of the brilliance of especially like political comedy which is this is definitely in the political arena now right is just pointing out like the obvious absurdities of this whole thing. And when he, when he talks about like, or if we're going to try to figure out where this thing came from, maybe we should start with the lab that's running all of these experiments on it. Ah, oh, no, 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 no. We can't do that. We can't look at them too closely. It's, it's, it's these bats, obviously, obviously it's the bats. And when you can boil it down to just such a simple, just a simple, like, listen, dude, what is the name of the lab that was doing this? these experiments and it's the, the exact same name of the disease or the virus <laughs> he's certainly got a point there uh that i think is probably dawning on people it, it's still shocking how many people flipped out you know blue check mark twitter just goes berserk on him and to just watch colbert just squirm in his chair and have no idea what to do at this point 
was just delicious. Absolutely delicious. It's not every day I give Jon Stewart mad props, but this was a good one. And let's see what else. I guess we can maybe get out of here on this. Because once again, my old stomping grounds, the city of Chicago, is making headlines. And once again, not for any reason that you would actually like to see your city making headlines. The first one I came across, and a couple people tweeted this at me too, which is, our favorite Beetlejuice-looking, angry Beetlejuice politician, Lori Lightfoot, is once again, uh, just article after article just comes out about how how much of a delight she is to be around, how good of a job she's doing, the wonderful state of affairs in Chicago and in the mayor the mayor's office and everything like that. Except that, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, apparently there's a lot of turnover at the office and a lot of people are unhappy working for her. Turns out she is as ugly a person on the inside as she is on the outside. And the only redeeming thing about this coronavirus pandemic and the virtue signaling that you get from these pussy politicians on the left is the fact that she's still covering up her face with a mask. The, the only problem is that these masks are not, like, full face covers. I wish you'd wear, like, a tinted visor or something that you couldn't see through. Like, like they put on football helmets or something. Because she is just... Whew, you know that expression, easy on the eyes? Yeah. Yeah, that does not apply to her. That does not apply to her. It's, like, it's more painful than looking directly into the sun. <laughs> like, every... I get a visceral reaction. Every time I see her. And it's a combination of the fact that she is one of the just all around just a disgusting human being. From everything I know about her inside and out, she's a horrible person. And it doesn't help that she's absolutely hideous as well. But it turns out that there's some emails that they got from FOIA requests that she's not very nice to her staff either. She's just a very angry, mean, bitter person. I know I know this is going to come as a shock to everybody. But she berated one uh, like her secretary or something this this poor person. I don't know if they uh, do they say in the email. Let me see. Let me pull up this email. The email is just fucking bizarre. Taylor Lewis. I yeah, that you know Taylor's one of those names where you can't tell if it's a uh, a male or a female, I guess. But I'm, I, I I got the impression it was a female, but I could be wrong. Um, but she sends this bizarre fucking email ranting and raving about how she needs more office time. She doesn't get enough of our office time, and that's in quotation marks. That's typically a less structured part of the day when the mayor can think, write, or make long-term plans. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if she's capable of a rational thought, I could understand needing some office time. But I, I don't think that's what she's actually doing in office time. The idea that she has a, a fucking thought rattling around in that pea-sized brain of hers, that is very, very rich. I think the, you know, the, the real problem is that it's just exhausting. It's got to be absolutely exhausting being a fucking miserable cunt. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so from that perspective, I could understand why she needs some alone time to sort of unwind from it all, where she doesn't have to go around and be a miserable bitch to everybody that she comes into contact with, ruining everybody's day, ruining the lives of people, millions of people in the city of Chicago. But this email is just fucking horrendous. The actual email, if you were a normal person, and you just wanted to be a regular bitch, you would, it would be, let's see, one, two, three, four, no, six sentences, okay? It would be a total of six sentences long if you weren't a deranged fucking lunatic. However, she repeats these sentences over and over and over again. I, I've never seen anything like this. These, these people are fucking nuts. 
And this is, you know, she dressed up as like the coronavirus killer or something and did a press conference. Like she is totally fucking off her rocker. This is the email. It says, since my prior requests for office time are routinely ignored, I am now resorting to this. I need office time every day. 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 And she writes that. Let's see. How many more times has she read it? Um, 16 times. 16 times in a row. So she just kept copying and pasting that. She did that 16 times. And then the next sentence was um, not just once a week or some days, every day. And she repeated that. How many times did she repeat that one? 10 times. Only 10 times for that one. Okay. After that, breaks or transition times between meetings are not office time. And let's see, two, four, six. Oh, only seven times she repeated that one. But if this doesn't change immediately, I will start unilaterally canceling things every day. And she repeats that a bunch of times. And then she says, have I made myself clear finally? And repeats that 13 more fucking times. What sort of deranged fucking lunatic is this lady? And when is she going to, when are they going to just get rid of her? Like, how is she fit for all? Like, this is just, if anybody else did this to one of their employees, it certainly seems abusive. Uh, at the very least, it's like just fucking cunty. I don't know any other word to describe it. And I'm not supposed to use that word, but uh, that's, if that word was ever to be used to describe a person in a sentence, I think Lori Lightfoot would fit the bill perfectly. I would just, I, I couldn't imagine working for her, but I would love to get this email and then just be able to tell her to go fuck herself right to her face office time i don't get enough office time i don't get enough office time shut the fuck up shut the fuck up cry me a fucking river what does she need office time for but this isn't the only one there, there was another one where she like tore up a bunch of documents and then sent pictures of it to her staff just a what a bitch man what a fucking bitch how did she ever get elected oh my god it is just unbelievable and then another chicago news the raping of the Chicago citizens uh, has really been kicked up a notch as they churned out hundreds of thousands of tickets after they changed the rule on how fast you can go by these speed cameras. Okay, and these fucking speed cameras and these red light cameras, they got busted years ago for having the yellow lights change too quickly. The uh, red light cameras were like snapping pictures like way too fast. Like there, you'd be going through like a yellow light and they'd be taking a, a picture and claiming it was a red light or they didn't give the you enough time to like, you know, a grace period before they start snapping these pictures. So there was a huge lawsuit about that a, a few years ago. And now I guess they changed, you know, since Chicago is fucking bankrupt, they've decided to rape the citizens in another way i mean they they will always find ways to come after what you have and chicago's speed cameras churned out hundreds of thousands of violations in the month after the city dropped the threshold for automated ticketing from 10 miles an hour over the speed limit to just six miles an hour on march 1st 2021 speed cameras all over chicago began issuing either warnings or real tickets to speeders traveling six to ten miles an hour over the limit in specific children's safety zones near certain parks and schools previously 35 dollars tickets were issued at 10 miles an hour over the limit and hundred dollar tickets at uh, for 11 miles an hour or more over the limit so they CBS investigated this and they took a 36 day period before and after the change took effect. And they learned that the citywide, the tickets went up from 35,784 in the five weeks before March 1st to 398,233 in the five weeks after. Those 398,000 tickets that amounted to $871,000 in fines. Some of those tickets could have been first warnings. The results did not, uh, that did not result in a fine. This is March of this year, 2021, right? So th those results might be skewed a little bit because of like, you know, people still being under lockdown pre-March and then post-March. But really, 
Chicago just kind of opened back up, so I don't know how skewed they are in in that sense. But dude, these things are fucking. This is such bullshit. They had one camera at thirty two hundred South Archer. Not exactly a neighborhood you'd like to find yourself in. You know, all of these fucking punitive fines and shit they give to people, they always disproportionately affect the poor and people of color. So where's the outrage on that? I I, I mean, dude, I wouldn't be caught dead over at 3200 South Archer. I would be caught. If I, if I was there, I'd probably be dead. <laughs> or in and around that area. It's not like the Gold Coast or Lincoln Park or something like that where these cameras are flashing off the fucking charts. But they said this one camera flashed 257 times before March 1st and 11,016 times after for $25,335 for the city coffers. So these fucking crooks can can steal from they don't even have to be present to catch you breaking one of their arbitrary bullshit laws no 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 they're they're just gonna fucking snap their camera say you were going too fast there's no way you can really fight this i got one of these fucking bullshit red light camera tickets for not coming to a complete stop at a red and it was like you know it was a pretty major it wasn't an expressway but it was like a major street you know like a couple lanes or whatever And the right lane, it wasn't like you just pulled up to the intersection and turned right. It had like a merging thing that you would kind of do. You know, it sort of veers off to the right and then you merge with oncoming traffic. And that's what I didn't come to a complete stop at. And they hit you with a $100 ticket for that shit. Go fuck yourselves. So they can pay people like Lori Lightfoot an obscene amount of money to be a raging bitch all day long. What is her fucking salary? Oof. $216,000 for the mayor of Chicago. But that that's just their base salary. There's a report here that said she made $497,000 in 2019, according to her tax returns. Lori fucking Lightfoot made five hundred grand two years ago. And we wonder why our city is fucking broke as we're paying the dumbest people, the mo- the least impressive pussy politicians of all time are making hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to fuck the city into oblivion. And then what do they do? They turn around and they jack up the fucking fines and they increase the or they decrease the speed limits on poor people just trying to get back from fucking work or something or just trying to deliver that food. You know, the all of these heroes that are considered the um essential workers that are just trying to bring food to people during the pandemic at 3200 South Archer. They're the ones getting raped. The people making fucking eight bucks an hour. Yeah. Yeah. This is fucking wonderful. What, what a great city. I I can't imagine why anybody would want to leave. I just can't. It's either super hot and humid or super cold. And then they're going to have all of these stupid street festivals where they shut down blocks of the city that people like to go to, apparently. I never understood the appeal of these things. They're just crowded, overpriced bullshit that makes it impossible to get around the city. You never know when they're going to be popping up somewhere. And they'll have a stupid marathon. They'll lock down half the city for that shit. Uh, the, The construction starts in the summer. They don't finish it. And then it just lays dormant all fucking winter long. Potholes everywhere. School system unusable. Property taxes through the fucking roof. Sales tax, one of the highest in the country. Completely bankrupt because these are some of the most corrupt politicians on the planet. And, and some of the most overpaid, incompetent pieces of shit to ever walk the face of the earth. And so now we're just going to rape all of these poor fucking Joe Sixpack people just trying to get to and from work to support their family and things like that. That That's who we're going to come after for some extra revenue so that we can uh, line our pockets some more and overpay the so-called public servants. Yeah, give me a fucking break. Who still believes that this is... <laughs> I, I, I just in awe that people think that this is the only way we can have a society. This is it. We have to get taxed to death, anally raped by politicians, and just abused left and right. And it's never enough. There's never enough money to do their next bullshit thing. But there's always enough money to pay them hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And all of their union bullshit. It's like, what, the, the, the ten and a quarter 
sales uh, sales tax that you collect on everything, and then there's additional surcharges for you know things that they don't approve of, like alcohol and and tobacco and stuff and candy, the sugary stuff. They put an extra surcharge on that. They they can't make that work. You gotta you gotta jack out the fucking red light cameras, speeding cameras. Fuck you, fuck you. It's just another two-tiered society like these politicians you think they're going the speed limit when they're being chauffeured around town fuck out of here and all these cops writing these chicken shit tickets how many illegal maneuvers have you seen cops do on a daily basis these motherfuckers and i know you probably all saw that video of that fucking poor pregnant lady that was getting pulled over for i I don't even know what i think it was like not not slowing down enough for an officer that was pulled over or something like that and so she puts her flashers on and she's looking for a place to pull over on the side of the road because the shoulder was super narrow and super dangerous to just sort of sit there. And uh, the cop waits like a minute and then he just puts her into a fucking tailspin, sends her into the divider, flips the fucking car over, almost kills this poor lady, totals her fucking car. She's pregnant. Yeah, protecting and serving. They're doing the Lord's work. These are the public servants of America, ladies and gentlemen. When? When are you guys going to wake up? And just consider the possibility that eh, being pig-roasted with from, you know, the, the, the cops on one end and then the rest of these politicians on the other, maybe that's not the best way to go through life. Maybe there's another way to organize society, to create um, a more harmonious, enjoyable lifestyle where you're not just being expropriated, bossed around, abused, mentally, physically abused, robbed, kidnapped, caged. <laughs> everything they do is everything that they're supposedly in existence to prevent. And it's, it was, a, you know, Michael Malice's quote or whatever. It's like every, every critic, I'll butcher it again because I know how much he loves that. Every criticism of anarchism inevitably ends up being a description of the status quo. <laughs> No, no, no. We got. We can't. We can't question this society. Nope. 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 Gotta have. We gotta have all these politicians. We gotta pay all these taxes because roads and police and fire and the schools. How are they doing so far? How are they doing so far over there in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, all my all my friends over there in Chicago. How are they doing so far? How are the roads over there? They good? Not a lot of traffic. No potholes or anything like that. How are those school systems working out? How's the, how are the literacy rates over there in Chicago? Hmm? Math scores? Those, I'm sure those are through the roof. I mean, we've been increasing our spending on education year after year. We spend more every year than we did the year before. Have any good interactions with the cops lately? Anybody? Anybody have a, a pleasant interaction with a police officer ever? I mean, the one time my car got broken into in Chicago, I, I called the cops. I said, yeah, somebody just broke into my car. And uh, they said, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. But they, they just did it like five seconds ago. I just missed them. It's like, okay, thanks for call- Thanks for letting us know. They didn't send anybody over. They didn't give a shit. They did. They did send two police officers to my house for a noise complaint from my crazy bitch alcoholic neighbor that lived below us. That was that was actually hilarious. Do I have time to tell that story? I'm, I know I'm running a little long here. That was absolutely hilarious. This chick was completely nuts and just super angry all the time. Just picture like the worst Karen. And she was like Karen before Karens were a thing. And she just heard me and like two of my friends coming up the stairs. I think she was anticipating because it was like a Friday night. And she's like, oh, God, they're going to be loud. I'm going to I'm going to call the cops. She calls the cops. And I, we literally just went home so I could change from my work clothes. And then we we're going to head out. I had... I was in a chili cook-off competition the next day. So I, and I was like, you guys want to try some of my chili? So, you know, I, I heated up like two bowls of chili. My one friend <laughs> randomly put on the, the the TV to the Malt Shop Oldies music station at a very low volume, you know, like eight, 10 volume or something like that. Like you could barely hear it, but I don't know why it was malt shop oldies that he decided to settle on. He was probably super stoned. And so they're eating chili and listening to malt shop oldies. I'm changing out of my work clothes. We hadn't been there 10 minutes before the cops showed up and they were as confused as I was to see them at the door when they said they got a noise complaint about my unit. 
And I like opened the door and I was like, you mean my, my two friends eating chili over there watching malt shop oldies? And he's like, well, it must have been louder than this. And I was like, dude, I got home maybe 10 minutes ago. Um, I heated up some chili. I'm changing out of my work clothes and we're heading out. And uh, anyway, that led to a pretty interesting altercation on the way back down the stairs when I saw that bitch in the stairwell. And I had had a few too many and a few too many of her fucking bitchy complaints. So, oh, anyway, gotta love Chicago. My kind of town. Um, yeah, I guess we will wrap there. Holy shit, have I been talking way too long. All right, so we will wrap there for today, guys. Thank you so very much for listening. Do me a favor, if you liked what you heard today or any other day by listening to the Peddling Fiction Podcast, give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or however the fuck you guys do that. I still don't understand how that site works but they really screwed me over the last like month and a half by taking my show off their platform and I, it wasn't showing up in their searches and everything like that so i really gotta try to generate some buzz over there now that we are back up and running and if you guys can do that for me i will be back on friday with a brand new episode for you and until then you guys know the drill just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction